guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beard Man <laughs> and the Bald Phoenix. No, the, no. <gasps> is, is that what we've been saving for, for well, not season two, but year two? Year, <laughs> year two. two. The, 2.0. Uh, no, I've I've risen from the ashes. Uh, <laughs> no, just because you went to Phoenix, so it, it was on the tip of my frontal lobe. Should we should should we address our names in season? Oh, I keep wanting to call it season two, but that that would be weird. It would be weird for this to have a season. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Everything has seasons now. Well, right, but but we're we're not we haven't really changed a whole lot of anything. I've got a few ideas, and unfortunately, this is the first time we've talked. Um, and we're recording an episode, so it seems like the time to do it. it this seems like the time. Like, I wonder about doing, and I think you and I talked about it before, but like um, a recap of what we've already recorded on the front end, kind of, kind of like a highlight of you know this week on Oxford Holy Club, and then just a few little teasers, a little just to just to get oh, them to bite. Little timbits. Yep, little timbits, little donut holes of Oxford Holy Club. And, and then and then they'll they'll take a bite and they'll see that it's oh so good and so they'll listen for the whole episode just to hear that like two minute run where we were actually funny. Well, actually, I was just realizing this might be a week where we get an uptick in listenership because of all your Phoenix antics. Uh, so I should really we should we really should be on our A game and uh, oh boy golly I hope it is. Well, I, it's funny because I looked back through some of the episodes since Phoenix. And um, episode, you know, listenership went up a little bit. The, hey, nice. The audience grew, not by much, not by much, but but it was something. Anyway, Lucas, maybe when we're done, we can actually talk about, hey, how, how can we drive this thing a little bit better? Or what could we do that might make it more engaging? But but listeners, I welcome to year two of the Oxford Holy Club. More of the same for at least right now. And who knows, maybe next week there'll be something special. Come on back. There. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a surprise to us too, but hey, 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 it'll be good. Um, so, Lucas, um, I've, it, I was on an airplane. Uh, I was on a bunch of airplanes in the last little bit, but you love airplanes, right? If I remember correctly, I, I don't. I really don't. And um, I've discovered the secret sauce for uh, for flying for me that makes it not a problem. It's called uh, remembering that my daughter prayed for me and the Lord has taken care of it. An Adivan. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and technically, when you're flying, you are closer to the Lord. So there it, you go. Exactly. I fully believe. I have not been. I used to lay awake at night, terrified for the flight the next day, or have anxiety days and days ahead. And ever since Harmony prayed for me, um, I don't know if it was a year ago or, or a little over. I've never had that. I've not been afraid to go and get on the plane, stuff like that. That is long gone. What. What happens now for me is I'm on the plane, and if we get turbulence, which I think it's a normal human response when you're in yeah. a flying metal tin can that all of a sudden starts bumping around, for you to get a little sweaty on the hands. <laughs> but I have a hard time coming down from that for the rest of the flight, where some people might be able to be like, oh, that sucked. Oh, things are smooth again. We're good. I'm my my knuckles are still white and I'm still holding still on to 11. What's that? Yeah. You're still cranked up to 11. I'm still cranked up to 11. I have a hard time coming back down. So now I just kind of uh, prepare myself, so to speak, about a half hour before that flight with just a tiny little pill. And, there you, go. you know, I'm still me. 
I'm not crazy or anything like that. But when the when the turbulence comes, I'm like, okay, we're good. And um, and that which was good because uh, nothing is scarier than being half asleep, waking up in a plane that's bumping around, and you just had a little nightmare in your sleep about a plane that was bumping around. Because that's what happened on my flight from Calgary to Halifax. Ugh. So you're on, you were on your way home, either literally or figuratively. Yeah, man. Or spiritually. I woke up so nervous. Um, but then I was all, it was all good. I realized where I was. Do you ever wake up and not know where you are? <laughs> uh, lately, because I've been, I've been in a few different places. So I wake up, I'm like, where am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we got to talk about that. Anyway, I'm telling you all that because while I was on a plane, I came up with this title and I feel like it should be in a book. There and Back Again, A Beard Man and Bald Eagle's Tale. <laughs> yeah, you know, it wouldn't be as big as the one that comes after it, but it'd be a good prequel, I think. Y- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, no, Lord of the Rings was that title, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know The Hobbit came first technically, but in the movies that came second, so it was there and back again. Uh, uh, actually, technically, The Hobbit was written second, even though it is the prequel. Are you kidding me? Yep, there's a little uh, little mind blower there. The Hobbit was written second. Yep. I didn't know that. I Well, oh, now I'm second-guessing myself. Ooh. Look, make your decision, and whatever you do, just be super confident in it. Uh, yeah, 100%. It was The Hobbit second, even though it was chronologically first. Huh, are you, are you? Your posture has changed. Your shoulders kind of like came in as though you brought your hands together on a keyboard. Are you, are you, are you searching? The color of your face changed when the screen lit up differently too. You're, uh, let's you're, see here. I said be confident. <laughs> I know. I'm Googling it, but it's, but it's a bunch of people who wrote, should I write? Should I watch The Hobbit first or The Lord of the Rings first? Wow. Uh, so that depends if you've read the books, I suppose. Uh, Tolkien began the story began as a sequel to his fantasy novel The Hobbit, but eventually developed into a larger. Yeah, okay, no, I was wrong. Hobbit was first. Lord of the Rings was second. I hang my head in shame. Um, it's okay. You yeah. know what? You know what? We we're not always right, Lucas. What matters is that we're confident. So just confident, right. just confidently say what you think. I'm okay. I'm smiling. That's right. We're good. So so Phoenix yes. was it hot? Yeah. Okay. Um, what was hard? Yes, it was. I think the hottest it was was it, was was it around a dry like, heat. Shut up. That's that's what I said the entire time. It was like it was. I think the hottest was around forty eight <laughs> degrees. Which, um, if you keep climbing, you're getting close to like band names. Um, you ever, I was going to say, you know, like it's starting to sound like it's in the realm of some bands, but it was around 48 degrees, mostly around like 45 throughout the week. I think the coolest pl- time was in the low forties. And that was when we were at the grand Canyon. Uh, we'll talk, <laughs> we can talk about that if you want, because, yeah. um, spoiler alert, two kids ran off <clears throat> anyway, the cliff. Uh, no, no. Well, I say that as though I'm disappointed. No, they didn't <laughs> run off the cliff. Every youth trip has those kids that you kind of wish ran off the cliff, uh, but yeah. Uh, well, so, okay, so we, we were in <coughs> Phoenix. Uh, I just got back yesterday morning from, from it. We were there for eight days for a big a Nazarene youth conference called Nazarene Youth Conference. Wow, I'm Englishing well. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> 2019. You're no, you're no Wesleyans when it comes to fancy names. I'll give you that. Well, it used to be called Nazarene Youth Congress, and right. and now it's Nazarene Youth Conference, which the initials are NYC. 
So when you're telling everybody for fundraising and stuff like that, yeah, we're going to NYC and they have no speak clue. They just think you're going on a trip to New York and why does it cost $2,000? <laughs> That's right. Right? Um, so no, we went, we went on this trip and, uh, and we brought uh, from Atlanta, Canada, we had fifth, there was 52 of us that went. And so, you know, we had to navigate the things like 52 people getting through airports and through customs. And um, mm -hmm. we literally did trains, planes, and automobiles. It, we we started on the planes, then we were on. Uh, we had to hitch a ride on a, a couple of different trains or like C trains. If you know what a C train is, I'm sure you do. Like the light rail train stuff. Um, yep. But yeah, so we went on this. We went to this thing in Phoenix, and basically there was nine. I think the the final number was 8,800 people, which is just you know ridiculous. Um, That's a lot. And so there were, you know, there were different groups. There was like a worship band called Royal Company. And we had, uh, oh, uh, might've been the best night of my, no, I don't want to say the best night of my life. N now my favorite concert, we had the, the Newsboys were a surprise, um, surprise concert. Um, That's the, awesome. Yeah. We had Andy, is it Andy Minio? Is that his name? He's uh, like a rap I've artist. I've heard that name. So he was the first concert. Uh, we then, then there was this, it was to be announced and nobody knew, nobody knew. I, um, nobody knew and I'll leave it at that. And then I think Chester knew Chester didn't know Chester. Well, you know, Chester, uh, shout Chester out, assumed Ch Chester shout out to you, man. Cause he was all dressed up in DC talk gear. <laughs> Awkward. But the newsboys showed up and put on probably one of the best <clears throat> concerts that I've ever seen. The next night it was for King and country. And those guys, those guys are That'll phenomenal. I had to I step. Bet. I had to step out of the concert uh, around ten o'clock, which was too bad, uh, and then I missed the rest of it. But I will tell you, um, I've seen them before, and awesome concert. We had different speakers like uh, Danielle Strickland. I'm just trying to think. Uh, Eric Samuel Tim, who has three first names as his name. Now I don't know. Have you ever seen him, Lucas? I actually haven't. No. Okay, well, let me tell you a little bit about him, as though the recording didn't accidentally stop, and now I'm repeating myself. Um, <laughs> Perfect. So, so Eric Samuel, Tim, the guy's a painter, and he was our last speaker uh, for the week. Uh, he came Sunday morning, and we did communion and a bunch of different things. But throughout the course of the week, he would do these paintings. He did three paintings uh, on stage while the worship team was playing. And the worship team, they were phenomenal. Um, but... You've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen, you know, people doing paintings during worship and stuff like that. And, and sometimes it's super interpretive and you're like, uh, uh, what, what was that? Um, <laughs> right. Nice blotches, I, bro. Yeah. I was super confused because I've seen him before and he's done the paintings and, and you've probably seen the stuff where I didn't realize it at the time, but he was painting, you know, furiously four years ago, he did this with us. And, uh, and at a crucial point in the song, he flips the, this giant canvas over and it's a picture of Jesus and you know, it just it floors everybody and, and just this magical <laughs> moment and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's really cool, really powerful. But uh -huh. this time it appeared that he was, he, he, he did what I, what I often do when I get the opportunity to draw, I draw a 3d box. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Right. Like anytime I get a piece of pe a pen and a paper, I, I draw a square and then a square <laughs> halfway inside it. And then I connect the corners <laughs> and I'm like, yes. You're like, that's right. Take that paper. Take that paper. I 3D'd you. Um, but so he, he he's doing this. And the first night is like uh, this box in a top corner of the painting. Like it took up so little of this big canvas. And then it was a bunch <laughs> of squiggly lines and some color and what looked like a little stick man kind of thing. And, and, uh, and I'm like, okay, what? I don't, I don't, I was super concerned about my salvation. 
Because <laughs> like I'm like, it's one of those 3D puzzles, but it's only if you're saved. Well, like you know how the the Holy Spirit reveals things to you and and all that. I'm like, <laughs> hey, hey, Spirit, I do not get this. What am I missing? Is this some Bible story about 3D boxes I missed? <laughs> And so I'm super confused. The next night he comes on and he does it again. Only this time it's like the box is on the other side of, and it's a little bit longer now. It's more of a rectangle, but it's definitely from my vantage point, a 3D rectangle. And uh, there's an, this time there's a no person in it. And so now I'm like, I'm not voicing this to anybody because I'm supposed to be the pastor. <laughs> You're not good at this. Get off the stage. <laughs> Doesn't even look like anything. <laughs> no, you don't say those things. <laughs> you think them. You, think you text them. them to your friends sitting three people down, well, but the, you but, don't say them. But I've seen him before, so like I know this is going somewhere, but I've <clears> never <throat> seen... Usually I've only seen him... He paints once, and then he'll come on and be the speaker. But he, he, he painted, and then I didn't see him again until he was painting again the next night. And so <clears throat> super confused. And then finally, it's the, it's the uh, second to last night, Saturday night, and he's... He's at it again. He's on the stage and it's boxes galore. But this time it's like this really big one. And it looks like there's a man laying down inside of the 3D box. And I'm, I'm now I'm just like, what parable is this? Like, I, I really must have missed this. You're checking your concordance for like cubes and squares and it's yeah. open. But um, well, what it wound up being on Sunday morning, uh, they hung all three pictures together and it was a biplane, like the kind, you know, uh, the Wright brothers would have had. Mm-hmm. And so when he's speaking, um, he explains because the theme for the theme for NYC was um, love God, love others and love lived. And love lived was their way of saying uh, thematically um, talking about holiness and what it means to live a holy life. And if you're loving God and loving others, you know, that is, you know, part of holiness. And so, um, so in his message, he talked about how, uh, imagine holiness like a plane. And he said, you know, there's the love God wing and the love others wing. And then there's the love lived, which was the holiness portion. And you can't fly this plane. You can't do any of that without these Mm -hmm. other things. Uh, right. Because if you're loving others, you are loving God. And if you're loving God, you are loving others. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. talked about that uh, when he was saying about the greatest commandment. And he said, the second is the same, um, to love others like you love yourself. And so so that was the whole point. Pardon me. That was the whole point of that. But it took me quite a while to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, uh, so he spoke and, and there were other speakers as well and some different pastors. It was cool we had... Uh, two pastors that that kind of now okay. Do you ever go to a church where they have a guest speaker and the guest speaker speaks and, and delivers his message wonderfully, but the senior pastor just won't leave well enough alone and has to get up and end the service by recapping everything they just said? Yep. You ever been there? Actually, it hasn't happened recently. Uh, no, no, I went to a men's conference recently, and that, that's what the hosts did. <laughs> right. That's what I was the first night when the the pastors that were there, because I mean this place is full of pastors and uh, and and everything, and um, I was terrified that that's what we were in for was we're gonna sit through the message and and then it's going to be these pastors basically recapping everything and and hearing it all over again with their different spin. 
But I will say I was I was exchange, and I'm I'm sounding really jaded. Uh, I will say that they they did an excellent job in helping us to digest what we just heard and giving us some practical stuff to do, uh, leading us in some prayers and some exercises, uh, not like calisthenics, but um, but leading us in ways to kind of express and and uh, grow more of what we had just heard. Uh, so, so there were two of them and, and, you know, they did an excellent job, which was really cool. And they made themselves available to all 8,800 of us. And so you would see them walking around the convention center, talking with people and, 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 you know, praying with people. And, and it was just great that they were there as a resource. I was trying to think That's what awesome. else. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, I'm, I'm really hogging the time here. Um, Oh, you know, it's a big event. Well, it was huge. You know, our first day there, we went to the Grand Canyon before we, uh, oh my goodness, we ha- we need to have a whole other episode. I've learned so much about cactus. It's not even funny. <laughs> Except the pearls cacti, but go ahead. Uh, well, so we went to the Grand Canyon and 52 of us on this bus heading to Grand Canyon and um, we went with, there was another district that was going at the same time. And so we get this tour guide and and I presumed he's. I, I actually asked him. I need to write his name down. I asked him if he would ever come on the podcast, and he was totally down, because uh, he was he was phenomenal. Lucas, you're oh, gonna yeah? yeah. I cannot wait to get him on with you and I. And uh, <laughs> um, he, uh, he what like what were what were the chances that when we book this tour for a Grand Canyon tour and a bus and all that that we get a Christian as a tour right. guide, and and the I knew I was gonna like him. Because he started, he was giving us all kinds of facts and stuff about Phoenix as we were driving through and showing us the different uh, types of flora and fauna as we're driving and why certain things are here. Like super knowledgeable, really a storyteller. And then he starts talking about what we're going to see at the Grand Canyon. And, And when he would phrase things... He, he would say a fact and then he'd go, well, at least that's what it says in the textbook. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like what do dude. you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? And so he, uh, he let his hair down, which was, which was good, and, and actually started um, – he, he would explain to us you know, what we're going to see there, what's going to be said, and, and why people believe it. And then he also shared from a faith perspective – of of, oh, cool. of, what, of what we could actually do with that information or how we can process that information. And, and, yeah. um, and so it was phenomenal. So anyway, he took, I'm going to, I got to wrap up cause I want to hear about you. He, but he took us to the grand Canyon Lucas and, uh, and we get there and we go to the, like the main touristy place where you can look over the ledge kind of thing and snap your pictures and get your Instagram all updated. And then, um, and then he took us a majority of us somehow went back and did some shopping. Um, but majority of us, he took along this walk that, that skirts the edge of the grand Canyon. So I should have had an Ativan because, <laughs> uh, it's like flying without the safety of a plane around you. It's it. I was terrified, not for my safety. I was fine. Imagine, imagine a mass of people all walking together in this huge huddle. Imagine a knot of idiots walking towards <laughs> a cliff. Yes. <laughs> imagine this giant mass of people walking towards, you know, walking along. Who you are legally responsible for. Yes, walking along <laughs> the edge of the grandest of canyons and <laughs> and everybody spots 
with there's no railing, but like the perfect place to take pictures. Look at that little rock that's just over the edge that you can stand on because I just saw somebody else doing that. And all of a sudden this big knot starts shooting out little offshoots of people running to the edge of the Grand Canyon. Nay, running. sprinting. <laughs> and then like, because it's dry and it's dusty. So when they're stopping, it's like, right? Like it's... And, and and then they're like, hey, hey, take my picture. And they're like hanging on a branch. Like, look at me. Look at me now. I, I can get closer to the edge than you can. <laughs> Stop pushing me. We we set a rule at the very beginning that was no more than a body's length away from the edge. Right. So, yep. you know, take the tallest one of us, lay that person down, and that's how close you're allowed to get. No one listened to that. <laughs> so... So we're going and uh, we're walking, you know, we're walking along the, all this and everyone's stopping and taking pictures and we're trying to keep the group together and some people are falling behind and, th- and that's, you know, we're all, that's fine. Uh, the hardest thing was, was keeping the group together because they all wanted to take pictures. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? I have not. Don't do it. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Grand Canyon is <laughs> awesome, not a sponsor. Uh what what happened next was not the scariest moment in my life, um, but it, it's one of them. Two kids were missing. Our our group was going, and people were like, "Hey, where's this person?" And that person. Oh, they were together. They were taking pictures just up there. And so they had gone up ahead. Where's of, Clumsy and Tripsy? I haven't seen them in a little while. <laughs> they had they had run up ahead of the group a little bit and were taking pictures. And then, in their words, they thought the group past them and they had fallen behind and so they went up way further so what happens next is is the tour guide continues to take the group up up through the path and we finally we asked the tour guide to like to to take them to uh, there's like a a bathroom area and like a parking Mm -hmm. lot we're like okay hold the group here and i had by this time i'd already ran way up ahead to see if they were up ahead couldn't find them so then I run back, can't find them. Everyone figured I would have, didn't. And so three of us, after the group is now hunkered uh, in shelter, you know, no, but nobody <laughs> move. Um, we run back the path we've just taken and, and are like looking in the woods, looking over the edge of the Grand Canyon for two kids that we can't find. It is not a good it's not a good thing. Wor- the worst of all that is our cell reception was so bad. When someone would call you, you would answer and they you they couldn't hear you. <laughs> it sounded like they were falling off a cliff. It was so bad reception. It was such bad reception. For all they knew that you, you're laying there sprawled out in the Grand Canyon. You answered your phone, but you're dead now. <laughs> Brad? Brad? <laughs> have you found them? Are you okay? Brad? Anyway, so turns out, had I have run up just a further the first time, they were up there. And so the group, they kind of came back around to the group, and the group found them, got a message that they were found. So we ran back, and, and in my scolding, I may have mentioned death and search, pardon me, search and rescue. And <laughs> who would never find them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, not that I was going to kill them. That, that, <laughs> okay. That they, That's where my they mind could went. Have, they could have died, and then we would have had to get search and rescue. And wouldn't you feel bad if we had to get those poor people out looking for your dead bodies? Bring you guys home back across the border in a Ziploc bag? I don't think so. I don't think so. This took a dark turn. So, Lucas, <laughs> uh, there's there's so much more I could talk about about NYC, and, and maybe we can 
I almost said unpack more. Uh, we'll really lean into that. Ugh, gross. That's especially great. I know. Oh, I've, I've become the problem. Uh, listen back to episode, was it 51 with uh, Justin Connors, where we talk about sayings that we hate. We, yep. we just rattled off a couple. Um, anyway, so Grand Canyon NYC, there's still tons to talk about, a lot that happened that I could go into, you know, the Newsboys concert and, and just some different things. Uh, that was phenomenal, but I've talked for 24 minutes. So, a quick idea is if we have any new listeners who are listening, thanks to maybe um, Chester. Chester, yeah. Um, I almost called him Kristen, uh, but I knew that wasn't right. Uh, so, if you guys want to talk about what your favorite part of it was, you can actually leave us a message either Ooh. through email or there's even a voice recording option and say, What was your favorite part of NYC? My favorite uh, part was running up ahead of the group and getting pictures with Elkham. <laughs> Brad's so slow. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, well, wh- where have you been? While I was off doing all that, um, what have you been doing? Well, we were in Maine. Um, I have quite a famous aversion to family vacations because they almost always end uh, with somebody throwing up or some kind of disaster or the kids don't sleep all night. It's always like I camped a bunch as a kid and so did Melissa, my wife, but. We just, it's not us, it's the kids. It's their fault because they seem to be really bad at it. Anyway, last year wasn't too bad. um, And we were going to go camping with her sister and her whole family and then her parents uh, in Maine. And we're going to go to a place called Storyland, which is like a little cheesy Disney knockoff type thing. Right. It's kind of geared towards younger kids. It's actually really good. Um, But apparently they went up the the week before that for a different trip, also camping, and the ticks were super bad, according to her. Now, I wasn't sure if it was just like a mom's overreaction type of thing, but we got there and the ticks were pretty bad. They were on our kids fairly regularly. Oh, that's scary. And, and I think down there, I think ticks are like mosquitoes, just like an annoyance, like, ah, whatever. But like uh, when we hear ticks, like we don't have them. So it's like we assume like super Lyme disease and right. all that kind of stuff. So, so my wife was like stressing out about it. So like every night, you know, we're doing like a full on, you know, tick check yeah. on all the kids and everything like that. And we did find, well, one, we have one daughter who seems to just love wandering in tick town Ugh. because she was always had, we always found at least one tick on her. Um, but most of the time we went, we, st- we, we, because of that, we didn't tent. We, we rented an Airbnb cause it, we found one that wasn't much more expensive than tenting. Uh, and it was awesome cause it was in like this like community thing and we, they had like a, a lake and, and we could go kayaking, canoeing. So it was really fun. Hold like, on. I, I, I did enjoy it. Did you wind yes. up joining a cult? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, no, no cult. Also, can I just uh, toss this in? Which yeah. which kid uh was it had all the ticks? Do you want to guess? I would guess Ruthie. No, Esther. Esther. Man, I bet you were tickled pink. Hey? I was ticked off, I'll tell you that much. Uh, uh yeah, I went there. <laughs> and then uh so I mean it was it was fun being in the States and it's just cuz I mean it's it's I mean it's not really that different of a country, but it's a little bit different. It's always fun. I love uh, going to the States because you always feel rich because you have like all these bills in your wallet, but it's like six bucks. Yep. Uh, so, but we did that. And I still remember I went to uh, Dare, or McDonald's and we'd had a bunch of cups of stuff. We had a bunch of slushies that we had, that the kids had like half drunk and they were like all sitting there melted. And I didn't have enough cup holder space because they were full. So I pulled up to the McDonald's. Uh, I didn't realize until I was at the window and I was waiting for them to give me my food. Uh, but I needed to free up space, Brad. You don't understand. I had to free up space in the cup holder. So Uh-oh. I just put down the window, Uh-oh. waited until no one was looking. 
and I and I dumped the thing of slushy juice just like on the ground right at the bottom of the drive-through window, um, only to look up and there was a sixty-some-year-old McDonald's employee just staring at oh, me, who, I did not, no. who was not there when I dumped it, and he was very much like, and I was like, and I go, oh, sorry. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because no, it was not an accident. It was not an accident. <laughs> it was the worst possible place to do it. <laughs> and he just looks at me and he scowled at me as hard as he could for someone who's not allowed to be mad at employees. <laughs> and, and and I looked at him as like sorry as I could be for someone who had just intentionally done something in the worst possible place. Um, and I just sheepishly took my iced coffees for my wife and, and my brother-in-law. And uh, and left, <laughs> and then we came back two days later for something else, and we went up to the to the drive-through window, and it was the same guy, and I was afraid he's gonna be like you again. Did you say, hey, remember me? <laughs> splashy, splashy. <laughs> You're gonna have ants. Oh, uh, this is how you get ants. So anyway, uh, so there's that was a McDonald's mishap. Uh, I, you talked about Chick Fil A. I'd never been to a Chick Fil A, but they have one in Bangor. So I said, okay, Melissa, I I want two things on this trip. One of which is stopping at Chick Fil A. Yes. Um, so we stopped at Chick Fil A, um, and it was huh? fine. Oh. It was fine. It was it was fine, Brad. And and I keep, I I can't say anything worse about it. It wasn't bad. But when I open my mouth to try to say something more, because I know people are in love with Chick Fil A, fine is the only word that could come out. Now, in Chick Fil A's defense, there's only so much you can do with the chicken sandwich. Um, I think it's the best chicken sandwich. I think. Um, like it's, I'll give you this. I don't want to go home and have a shower after I've eaten one. And I can't say the same hey. for KFC. Uh, so the, the breading is, is light. <laughs> um, it doesn't taste super greasy. Yep. Um, waffle fries were good. Um, I was impressed with their like kids menu, like healthy options. That was cool. It was clean. People were nice. Like you went to Chick-fil-A and got your kid the healthy options. They got themselves the healthy options. That's what they wanted. They got, they got chicken nuggets. Two of them got chicken nuggets. One of them got chicken strips, which, and here's the best part. We go there. They haven't eaten in quite a while. Um, we order this, like, not cheap meal. Not interested. Not hungry. They ate their little fruit cup. That was it. And they, were, they swore up and down they were not hungry. So I ate, I ate all their, like, meat, which was great. I did enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, it was, yes. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our Not a Sponsor Break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Guess what it's going to be? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about a fast food chicken company that is revolutionizing the chicken world. That's right, it's Chick-fil-A. Now, if you want to find out who they are, you can head over to their website, chickfilet.com. And here's what they say about themselves. We should be about more than just selling chicken. We should be a part of our customers' lives and the communities in which we serve. And that's from their founder, Truett Cathy. Uh, Truett lived from 1921 to 2014, and here is why Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. And I would be lying if I said that I didn't definitely go there a couple of times on Sundays, expecting them to be open. Their founder, Truett Cathy, made the decision to close on Sundays in 1946 when he opened his first restaurant in Hapville, Georgia. Having worked seven days a week in restaurants open 24 hours, Truett saw the importance of closing on Sundays so that he and his employees could set aside one day of rest and worship if they chose, a practice that they uphold today. That is something that we can get behind. Now, the cows. 
1995, a renegade cow, paintbrush in mouth, painted the three words, eat more chicken on a Texas billboard. And guys, that was Chick-fil-A. So who doesn't want to eat more cows? Nope, chicken at a Chick-fil-A. Not a sponsor. Or in Canada. So yeah, I mean, it was fine. You know, and I, and I and I wanted to like it more, but at the same time, I eat my stuff plain. So, but and you can't get any more. Been, you you can't get any more plain than a Chick Fil A sandwich. Did you get I, just get the original? I assume. Uh, you yeah, were, I got. You, the, I, I even wanted the spicy one, but I said no. I have to go plain. I have to treat it like the the original. And the, it's funny because I was building up my head because everyone talks about how awesome it is, and how the magical problem. it is, there's and how problem. anointed it is, and all this stuff. <laughs> but and but in the back of my head, I kept saying. But it's a chicken sandwich. Like, there's only, I mean, it, it could be a great chicken sandwich, but even at the top of its game, a chicken sandwich can only take you so far. And that that was the case. Would I go there again? Yeah, I definitely would. Um, would I drive far to do it? Mm, no. Well, so none of us have, right? Well, you know, like, we, none of us here have made the, the trip just for Chick fil A, but it's got everything that you would like, Lucas. It's got chicken, it's got bread, it's got a removable pickle, it's got waffle mm-hmm. fries. Did you get a milkshake or did you get a pop? I got a pop, then I went back and got a milkshake because I thought maybe this is the secret sauce I'm missing. And it was um, it was fine. What kind of milkshake did you get? Uh, chocolate. Ah, their strawberry milkshake, some kind of good. Look. See, I was. they also had an, a peach one when I was there, but I, I was a little nervous about it. They also had a, they had a cookies and cream, but I was afraid of like the chunks getting in the straw. So, yeah. yeah. And it's funny, I've read a, I've read at least one, maybe two books on like the history of Chick-fil-A and like as like them as a company because mm-hmm. they're really, they're really cool the way they do stuff. Um, and I, I was, that made me want to try one even more. So I'm glad they got some, a few of my American bucks, but, uh, they're fine. Yeah. Thoroughly fine. Yeah. My kids love their play place, so I can't knock Whoa. them for that. I guess the one that we were on is the one that we ate at ha- is like right at a, it's at a university kind of. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a food court type it's one. More, well, it's not even, there's not even a food court. It's a storefront, but it's in like a strip mall type of situation. Uh, Apparently, a lot of them are like uh, mall ones or like in airports or whatever. Although, I saw recently that uh, that I think it's Denver or some big airport they're building an expansion, but this group is saying don't let Chick Fil A in because they're too Christian and we don't like it. Oh and goodness. people are like, it's chicken, like just you know get over it, sort of thing. Eat, uh, but eat, I, I don't know how that check out. Eat their chicken and make other plans to eat somewhere else on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. It's, okay, so. So Chick Fil A, Storyland, but Storyland. So Storyland is just basically like a little, little amusement park. But it was a lot of fun. It was kind of it was fun to go there with my kids. Like it was a good vacation. Uh, my wife absolutely loved it because she loves being outside, and she loves swimming. And the place we were the, the compound we were staying on is like a <laughs> like a resort community or whatever. So they had they have a lake, and each lake has like. It has a little dock where you can keep the canoes, and the people who Airbnb does the place is like, yeah, use our canoe, use our kayak, whatever. And they all the place also has like their very own pool, which only two hundred houses have access to. So basically, and it was a weekday, so mostly people are at work. So Melissa would go from the pool to the lake, back to the pool. I would go to the lake, and I'd be like, hey, I'm done. I'm going to sit here and do my work or do whatever, because I there's only so much floating around I really care to do. It wasn't you know? a hot tub, so you weren't in. Very true. Although it would have been kind of hot for a hot tub, but uh, we did have a great time. Um, we, uh, I, <laughs> they had this one ride because they have a couple of water rides, which is nice because it was hot. Um, hot water rides, and then and and normally I don't go for those because I hate the idea of being wet while I'm supposed to be dry. Like walking around in wet clothes seems like the worst thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. But 
there's this one ride and it's like all done up like the pharaoh like like the tombs and stuff and it's like a little you're you're on these boats with with gun like water guns on them oh yeah and all around the outside there's people with their own water guns and you're squirting them they're squirting you except for like it's a lot of water it's like super soaker thickness of stream yeah and so we did it one time it was really fun we went back the next day and I was waiting for Melissa to go through, and I said, "Well, I don't really want to get crazy wet." I said, "So I'm not going to do it this time because I did get pretty wet the first time. I drew, I dried off fast, but I was like, anyway." So I said, "I don't want to get crazy wet." So uh, I'll just wait. I'm just going to watch you guys go. And I, my plan was, when they went around, I would jump on the gun and I'd shoot them a little bit. I get a little bit wet, but not too bad because I got like soaked the first time. Anyway, so I'm waiting, and they, it was a long lineup. Except there was nobody on any of the guns on the outside of the course. So these people were just in their boats, like nobody to shoot and nothing to do. And they looked all sad. So I was like, all right. So I jump on the gun and I'm just like nailing every every boat that goes by. And of course, for my one gun, each boat has four of the exact same gun. Uh, so, and I was like, because they were having fun. And, and like they like, because I was the first gun in the, the stream. So they were having fun. I was having fun. But by the end of it, I was like completely soaked. <laughs> yeah. Like, completely like my clothes are like sticking to my body and it's, and I'm like wringing out my shirt and all the stuff. And I was laughing because I, I stayed off the boat not to get soaked and I got more soaked than anything. And after about, I don't know, 10 minutes of this, cause it took them a while to come. I realized that my phone was in my pocket. Oh no. Uh, that was a bad feeling, but my phone's old. So it's, it, death is never like a horrible idea for it, but uh, thankfully it survived. No problem. Pictures on the cloud. Uh, always. Yeah. Always, always. Um, thank you, uh, Google Photos. Hey, there you go. Maybe they can be not our, uh, or not a sponsor sometime. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, definitely. Maybe they so, can be this episode. Sure. We'll and actually, there's one other thing that I didn't add to the list. Actually, I did later down on the list. But um, while I was there, um, my family always had a tradition. When we were camping, the kids got to buy whatever kind of cereal they wanted. Because I came from a family where we had like, you got your shreddies, you got your Cheerios, you got, you know, you didn't get sugar cereal, like very rarely. Sure. Because um, it was more expensive. And my mom didn't want to rot my teeth out. Probably 50-50. And anyway, but when we were camping, that was kind of the fun thing of it. They would let us each buy our own box of cookies of whatever kind and then our own thing of cereal and we could eat it all if we wanted to uh, like in one sitting or just save it so my brother and I would always like space that, it out that's like and the, all that sorry stuff. that's like the equivalent of catching a kid smoking and making them smoke the whole pack <laughs> here you sit here and you eat all these sugar smacks <laughs> in front of me you'll never want them no. again this is for <laughs> your own good <laughs> um, but Anyway, so I took my kids and we were about halfway through the trip at this point. I was like, hey, let's go, let's go do this. So we went to the place and like there's so many weird American cereals that we don't have. Um, and they were and one of my kids was like, let's get Cheerios. I love Cheerios. I'm like, absolutely not. You're getting something with 10 times the sugar that's awful for you. <laughs> and as I said that, I hear this couple right beside us start snickering. <laughs> I was like, you're getting a weird, freaky American cereal. We can't get back home. Yeah. That was my exact words. And they're like, tee <laughs> um, But anyway, I, so we got, uh, what did we get? We get? got Oreo O's, which I didn't uh, like because we actually have those in Canada. Yeah. And they were good. But I, but then the other one we got was, um, oh, Pop-Tart cereal. So that what? was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're, so, they're good, too. Hey, um, should, we start a podca- both. should we start a podcast and- all about cereal? Oh, we really should. We should call it the empty spoon. Ooh. Uh, anywho. And then, but I did buy one other cereal because okay. there was a really okay. weird cereal. And I was like, is that even a cereal that like- Lasagna O's. Like, like it was, it was a weird kind of concept for a cereal. 
So I bought a box, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to mail you a Ziploc bag full of it. Please don't. And, That'll get flagged and, as anthrax. And I, and I will. I would like you to eat it on air oh. and see if you can guess what kind of cereal it is. What is the theme of the cereal? Absolutely. Do we have a kid coming into, into frame here? Into frame? That's just the top of the head. Which one? I, hi, Esther. Say hello. Say hello, Esther. Hi. It's the, it's the tick queen. Wow, she's growing up, man. I don't have Remember when you got ticks all over you? Yeah. Yeah, they love you. Must be so sweet. Hey, ask her what right. ask her what ticks to a wall, but but don't really. <laughs> <laughs> they actually heard that on the. I listened to that podcast today in the van, so they would know that. Oh, one. really? Uh, well, yeah. Let's see. Ask well, her. Hey, Esther. Hey, what what ticks to a wall? I don't know. Kitty, uh, would have got it anyway. Uh, head to bed, you. <laughs> no. Um. Lucas whispered something in her ear. Is is that one of those search and rescue will never find you <laughs> moments? Similar. Similar, similar, similar. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was my thought. As I, I want to mail you a pack of this. And I and to, to make it fair. Okay. Uh, that's what we're gonna I, do. That's what's new yeah. in the year in the year two. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery cereal hour. Uh cereal squad. So um what I'll do is I'll eat some, I'll I'll eat at the same time with you. And we can like experience the the flavors and textures together, and and I know what it is, but I won't tell you, and you're gonna see if you could figure it out. Uh, but that way, because I, I'll eat it too, that way we know it's you know y- you can trust that it's safe. I, I love this. Uh, he's speaking with his daughter again. So, listener, what do you think about making that a segment on on the show where Lucas and I uh, send mystery cereals to one another, and then and then see if we can guess what they are on air? Um, do you like the sound of of people chewing? You know me, not a big fan. Um, my wife, I love her. I'm not sure if she listens to the episodes. Uh, so, so here I go. My wife will, uh, when we're in bed, if we're watching a show, she'll she'll have a bag of chips and she'll be eating, and that's normally fine. But then she'll like she'll prop herself up against the wall behind us, <laughs> and and then and then every chew is reverberated through the wall, <laughs> and it just sounds like this. <laughs> Sounds like a raccoon's chewing through the drywall. And I've, you know, I don't get angry often, <laughs> but for whatever reason, it like it really. It, I'm, I'm just like, hey, could you put a pillow, put a little pillow between your head and the wall, a little sound barrier, maybe, a little something. Anyway, uh, welcome back. Continue. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my plan essentially, and I, I meant to mail it to you like a week ago, but it's been a crazy week. So I will mail you a bag of it, a baggie of this <laughs> cereal, and you, we can try it together and see if you can guess what kind it is. Are you gonna put so that you know, baggie inside a box or like some kind of I'm gonna, sealed bag? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a bag. I'm gonna take a Ziploc bag, write buy my one name of those on like um, Canada Post bubble envelopes, shove it in there, and then mail it, and well, hopefully it doesn't get all get crushed and come out as dust. Yeah, I just snort it and try to see if you can figure out what it is. You know, I'm not going to do that, Lucas. Um, I was just thinking, like, you're going to send it in a Ziploc baggie, and you've got like your Sharpie marker to Brad Silliker on the Sharpie or on the <laughs> on the to the clear bag, and then take it to Brad Silliker, not drugs. <laughs> send this to my buddy, please. What's what's the postage on this? Uh, okay, you've got. I mean, we're running at. We just passed what we think is the sweet spot for episode length. I, we've we've done it again. It's, it sounds like we might have done one of those catch up episodes, but I mean, we had a lot to catch up there, on. Probably, 
the most that's happened in our life in the last year just happened. Would that be fair to say? That's that that would be pretty fair to say. Yeah, I mean, we can save my uh, escape room and then all the segments for the next time. Should we want to do that? Yes, do that. All right, Lucas. Well, um, yeah, a lot happened for you. So next week we'll uh, we'll talk about how you were at the escape room. I may throw in a few more things that from the trip because there's again so much to digest. <laughs> a few more canyon facts. Throw more few more canyon facts for you. Yep. And uh, and next week we'll look at the question: Why did God feel the need to show His love to mankind, and why does He need love returned from sinful, wretched mankind? There, there's a a high note to go out on. If you had any confidence, and cereal tasting, ooh, and cereal tasting! What an episode, guys! Cannot wait. I hope that makes it to me in time, Lucas. Me too. Well, everyone, I hope you had a great night tonight. Uh, don't forget, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Oxford Holy Club, or email OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. And don't forget, if you are one of those uh, NYC folks and you have a question, comment, or query, or concern about uh, NYC and how much fun it was, or maybe you're stuck at the bottom of a canyon waiting for your youth group to come back and save you and they did, did a miscount, uh, email us uh, and we'll send someone to help you. Uh, don't forget on social media, throw up the hashtag OH club and it would really be a big high five to us if you gave us a five star rating on iTunes uh, if you do so and you want us to we'll read it on air and not only that but you can also as Lucas has previously mentioned you can call in and leave us a one minute voice message you don't gotta go the whole minute you want to leave a 20 second voice message that's totally cool Uh, but you can click the link in the description below to send us anything ask us a question leave a comment you know what if you're not liking what you're hearing Tell us so that we can adjust. We, we, this is not just, yes, we would do this whether anyone listened or not, but we enjoy it when we can engage with people and that, you know, we know that it's making a difference for some people. Probably not so much on the catch-up episodes, uh, but, uh, but they're fun for us. So why don't you uh, call in and let us know that you at least liked our jokes. How about, how about that? Uh, and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you what, if you want... And if you leave us a five-star rating, the first person leaves a five-star rating and ask for it, I will mail you a pack of the mystery cereal and you can join in with us. I'm not so sure that's a good idea. If you would like to financially support the podcast, you don't have to do that. You know what? We don't pay to advertise. Any growth we get is really word of mouth. It's people sharing it. Um, If you'd like to financially support, which would, you know, just kind of help keep the lights on, uh, there's a link for that in the description as well. But the best thing that you can do to help us is to tell somebody else about the podcast and get them on board. So pick out your favorite episode and send them the link. But more importantly, until next time, keep spiritually fit and and have have fun. fun.